Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 73. 73, right? 69 plus 4. Yes. Yes, that's it. That's right. <laughs> I know, Matt. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dickalicious himself, Richard Garcia. Hello, everyone. We are currently running on piss and vinegar. Well, mainly piss for me. I don't know about you, bro. Um, I, I don't like how you said vinegar. Um, you, you ended with a hard R. Great show lined up for you guys today. Yeah, we, we're running on a little bit of sleep, I think. I'm, I'm exhausted. Dick, you're exhausted. I had a long night last night. Bar wrestling usually brings it out of me. Uh, I went to bar wrestling last night. It was, oh, uh, yes. How was that? It was a good show. It was a really good show. Uh, Luchasaurus's last uh, indie show, or his last bar wrestling show, at least. Uh, he put on a he put on a good show, and it was funny. The last bar wrestling I went to in L.A., they did this gimmick where they pulled a fan, quote-unquote fan, out of the stands, and they... Uh, they had him wrestle the match, and he's actually really good. Uh, his name is Diego, and they did the same spot here in Baldwin Park. Um, so he, he actually, uh, it was a triple threat with Luchasaurus, John Morrison, and Diego. He, he just goes by Diego. Um, Fucking Diego. Yeah. And I'm the one that started the Go Diego Go chant, so. Oh, there you go. He's such a trendsetter, dude. Thank you for that. Um, a lot going on in the world of wrestling today, but before we get into that, let's give it up to our sponsor, LaPellia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LaPellia.com, enter our promo code, put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Act fast because supplies are limited. Um, you know the... The, the hottest meme right now on the internet is uh, Jericho saying a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, man, bit he of is on fire right now. Uh, they actually made a shirt in the fozzy font, and it says bubbly. Definitely go to thepelia.com. Check out their shirts. That shirt should be going live tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific time, specific time. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We're available on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. You name it, we're there. Um, so go give us a follow. Tell everybody. You know, tell everybody, tell the world. Um, you can also go to our website, putmeover.com, for all of your Put Me Over merchandise, wants, and needs. Um, use our promo code FLACID for 15% off your order there. Um, lot to get into today. Um, actually, not that much. But we have a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. AEW All Out was this past weekend. Uh, we're going to cover Raw SmackDown. Uh, we're also going to cover NXT UK. But before we get into all that, let's get into the news. Let's get into some Dick's Dirty News. What? Take it away, Dick. Now, this week has just been very crazy. Labor Day weekend. Who would have thought that it would be a very busy week, week, not only weekend, but week for us as far um, as news goes. Um, not even 24 hours, it's not even 24 hours after Chris Jericho um, won the AEW uh, championship. I know we're getting a little ahead on the spoilers. Uh, just as soon as he wins the belt, it was reported missing. Um, he did report it missing, um, I believe on, was it on, I believe on Monday. He had, uh, he was at a, he was at a, uh, um, Longhorn Steakhouse. That's, That's right. his first mistake. Why are you going to you're going to celebrate by winning the title by going to Longhorn Steakhouse? Of all places, Longhorn. Have some self-respect for yourself. Go somewhere fancy. Go somewhere where you know you you you'd be able to pop some bubbly. They don't have any. They don't have any of that at Longhorn Steakhouse, do I, they? I don't think they do. Uh, must I'm, have been like the only nice place in the area. I mean, it is Tallahassee, it Florida. Is, you're one thousand percent right. It is Tallahassee. Shout out Florida. to Tallahassee, Florida. But yeah, so not even 24 hours removed. I I, I said Monday. I meant, I meant Sunday because uh, he did win the belt on Saturday. Not even 24 hours removed from winning the belt, um, it was reported stolen. Uh, basically, what had happened was that he, while he was eating there, his limo driver had to go back to the airport to pick up some luggage that they had. Um, I, I guess they had they had um, accidentally picked up by um by, from someone else. So while in the process of going back to the airport, he had lost his belt. Um, not sure how that happened. Um, but they did were able to find it. Thank God they were able to find it. Um, as Chris Jericho was about ready to launch his worldwide investigation, and he was going to hire the best private detectives in the world to find it, it was found 24 hours later. Uh, it was, uh, uh, the Tallahassee uh, Police Department did post on their Instagram of the of the photo of the belt being recovered. So 
just as quickly as the belt was stolen, it's been recovered. Talk about a talk about a breaking news. Just the luck of AEW. I mean that that's <laughs> that sucks. You just win this belt and you lose it. Um, one of the one of the uh, the guy that re- found it on the side of the freeway, he actually came up with a theory that maybe they left it on the trunk or something, and then he drove off and it just kind of fell. It was, uh, more, it was an accident. I mean, it does happen. I mean, so I, it wasn't stolen. It was just misplaced. I mean, that that could be a possibility as well. But I think I'm going to go with that. This place? Know. I think they just, yeah, they, they put on top of the car and he forgot to put it back I or mean, something. When people enter the car, sometimes they, they put stuff on top of the roof without realizing it. And then when they drive off, it's it's either still on top or it's they it falls off right away. I did that to a cell phone once. Oh, I've done that to <laughs> numerous drinks whenever yeah. I, I, I get in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I drive off, I'm like, oh, shit, where's my drink? Oh, yeah, it, I, it fell off the top of the roof. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's a very plausible theory. But the one thing I like about this story is this is how much of a wrestling a wrestling guy Chris Jericho is. He's thinking ahead as far as trying to come up with a storyline, and not only just him, but also AEW as well. They're going to take advantage of the situation by creating a, an elaborate storyline or want to get a storyline involving the, the belt missing. Imagine imagine what they could have done with it. Imagine the skits they were, they were going to do or the storylines they could have told with the belt missing and with Jericho involved. Um, that just goes to show you that he's thinking he's thinking definitely outside of the box and definitely outside of the script when it comes to um, when it comes to AEW. He is a renaissance man, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, always thinking ahead, always thinking ahead, always uh, trying to find ways to reinvent himself and reinvent the business. So um, that just goes to show you what like um, like Jericho trying to spin a positive, a negative from a positive. Yeah. What else we got, Dick? Real quickly, I do want to mention um, that. Um, it's actually leaked earlier today. WWE is now in the process of trying to shake things up again. You bet you've heard that many times, right? It's time to shake things up again. Oh, my God. So, um, first of all, they uh, they went ahead and did some minor changes with the um, with the writing team. So, it looks like that the lead writer on, um, on Raw, Ryan Ward, was actually, I'm sorry, the lead writer on SmackDown, I should say, is going to move over to, um, they're doing a switch off where the lead writer of Raw is going to SmackDown and the SmackDown writer is gonna um, is gonna be taking a hiatus. Basically, Vince is shaking things up again as far as on the writing side goes. And how does this affect everything? Well, it's gonna lead to another shakeup come October 11th. Um, the second Friday Night SmackDown is gonna have another superstar shakeup, another draft. Does this mean that they're actually gonna stick with a brand split, or are we just gonna get this to pop a rating real quick? I mean, you look at the history, and it shows that no, they can't stick to the to the brand split. I have completely lost track of who's even on what brand anymore. Exactly, it doesn't even matter. It, it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, the whole idea of when they when they decided to do the shakeup was to get everyone on both shows to to bust a rating. That didn't quite work out. Now they're going into football season, and I think this is just a panic move on on their end to try to kind of keep things relevant to make sure they're not going into desperation mode. You know right away when the ratings fall, they're going to go back to how they were. Well, I th- it's it's funny to me that they're doing it for SmackDown and not on Raw. Like, are they going to do both nights, or is it just going to be a SmackDown draft? Well, from my understanding of it, is that it's just going to be on um, it's just going to be on the October 11th SmackDown. So it's definitely there to help SmackDown ratings get people to tune in because people are going to watch it. I mean, that's an exciting thing is the draft, um, especially when they did it the old school way where they didn't tell the talent until. Like it was actually announced on the screen, like when Jr. got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, that was and they uh, zoomed in on his face, fucking assholes. Um, is is that is if that is the part of it, I'm I'm intrigued, but I mean I'm gonna watch anyways. Yeah, it's, um, Jr. was definitely not happy with it. I mean, and he did um, on um, grilling Jr. It was a, a couple of episodes ago. He did go into full length detail about the 2008 draft. Oh, really? Yeah, he went. Him and Conrad went into the whole uh, 2008 uh, draft uh, debacle. It's it's a great listen to um, if you if you got time to kill and you're really intrigued as far what what really happened during that time. Definitely give that a listen. But yeah, he was definitely not happy. So um, if they do have the element of surprise, it could be good for for it could be good and but it also be bad at the same time. Um, so just just to update a little bit. So it's gonna be two. It's gonna be on two nights. It's gonna be on Friday and on Monday. So okay, so it's gonna be both nights, it's but gonna it's be, gonna start on Friday. It's gonna start on Friday. So Friday 11th, SmackDown's gonna have their draft. So they're gonna go first. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, 
Raw is going to be on uh, Monday, October 14th in Denver. And this is uh, per the Wrestling Observer. So um, this time, SmackDown is going to actually go first. I mean, it, it makes sense that way. It absolutely does. You know, you have the weekend and you don't you don't have to wait, you know, five days to get the other half of it. Um, you just have to wait two days uh, for SmackDown to come back on, or for Raw to come out after SmackDown. Um, I mean... And it's not like they have to stretch it out to over a period of six weeks. They can, they can easily do it in two nights. So I, 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 I think that's much better than trying to stretch it out, having a draft pick each week and just trying to stretch it out because that's just overkill. And they've done that before. Yeah, I mean, just, just get it done with in two nights. Um, I, who do you think is going to go where? Um, do you think any big? Do you think Roman Reigns is going to go back to to Raw or going to stay on SmackDown? He's on both shows anyway. So he, he, what are we even talking about this at this point? It, yeah. Who cares? I mean, it's going to just end up being what we get already. I mean, it, it, the draft is going to be next month. So I I think if we we can, we could probably revisit this question down the road when we get closer closer yeah. towards um, October. I like how I started optimistic with this story and then I immediately like thought about it and got more and more upset like it doesn't even matter because historically the the every, every time you do a draft and you do a brand split it doesn't last very long this past um brand split how long did it last it two months three months yeah you know um when they well, after mania after mania season um it's it, it basically was a free for all i mean when they first reintroduced it back in 2016 it did last for about maybe about a year or so and then it just kind of just went like well it's not working so as an optimist i'm hoping that it does stick and they do but historically and the way they've been doing it it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case yeah what else we got dick all right so that's going to happen in october um two young women that have uh quit wrestling before they reach 30 years old casey Catanzaro and kylie ray one hit, one of those hits harder than the other Abs- one. Absolutely, um, I'm a big fan of Kylie Ray. Casey Canzaro, I really haven't got a chance to see too much of her. Right. But what I did see, like, obviously she's like the first ever uh, American Ninja Warrior woman that won. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks that she has to retire due to uh, back injury. Um, now with and with Kylie Ray, she's only 27. She's not even in her prime yet, but she's amazing. And she's she was a featured person for when the uh, AEW announced Double or Nothing, and um, hers is more of a mental thing. Yeah, we actually don't know what. Well, actually, yeah, I'll take that back. Um, we don't know. We yeah, we don't know exactly what is going on in, in her personal life. As far as we know, as far as um, we 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 heard and read, there hasn't been any severe physical injuries that were that haven't been brought up um it could be some personal issues that she's been going with with herself or with her family whatever the case is um and she felt that right now is not the time to be wrestling and instead be focusing on her um on, on her on her personal life and aew to their credit uh they granted her release and told her you know what you handle what you need to do and if you want to come back you're more than welcome to come back uh tony khan is as uh, Offered her a place back, and whenever she gets her um, situation resolved, um, so hopefully, you know whatever she's going through right now, she can solve it and she can get back in the ring because um, she was going through a period where like it looked like she was gonna be having a really good push in AEW. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, we'll find out more as you know stories come out, but um, the way that Tony Khan went about it, uh, it was very nonchalant. Like, yeah, we she asked for it and we gave it to her. Um, shows me that there's no like bad blood it's just like a you know take care of yourself kind of situation absolutely um so we wish her and casey uh nothing but the best and hopefully we get to see them again one day and and you just go i mean you, you look at them and they're not they're not even 30 years old yet and they're already like out of the they're thinking about retirement i mean obviously one of course to physical injuries and another one to um whatever personal problems are going through you and you look at these uh young women wrestlers that are out there um you know particularly like i look at someone like sasha banks she's not even 30 years old yet and the way she places her body and the way she wrestles oh i don't think she's gonna last to 30 she has almost died many times <laughs> yes obviously we don't we want her to be safe and we want her to have a very long career uh but at the same time um the way that she goes about spots um it's not necessarily her fault. Um, I mean, I don't know what it is, but sometimes she lands directly on her neck, and it's very scary. It, it is very scary, um, and it's just one of those things that you know you you try your best to control, but it's just 
you, you, you leave your fate up to the ring and um, hopefully, you know, th this is a, this is a jarring lesson that, you know, as not only as a female wrestler, but also as a male wrestler that you may not last very long in this business for whatever reason. Um, if yeah. you can make it past 30, and I, I know we're seeing a lot of wrestlers that are above 30 and they're really um, being very successful. Um, now it's starting to become more of the norm, but like Jericho's damn near 50. Jam, he's, he's damn near 50, yeah. and he's still finding a way to reinvent himself and make himself even more relevant. And be the top guy in AEW. Yes, ex yeah, exactly. Uh, the point the point I'm trying to make is, is that you never know. I mean, you could be one injury away or one one problem away that you, you that you're out of wrestling. So this is a jarring, this is definitely a jarring reality check for uh, for for wrestlers who are definitely in their twenties. Yeah, um, just take better care of yourself, guys. Uh, absolutely uh, in, in the ring. Uh, what else we got, Dick? All right, um, WWE. You know how like they love trying to push Raw to make it an an award winning show. Well, it looks like they're you're gonna try their chances again this year. Um, they're gonna be nominated for a People's Choice Award. I don't know how many times <laughs> they've been nominated for an award and they just they never can seem to win. The People's Choice Award is the worst award to to, to I think to want to win. Um, it's it's not it's it has no prestige to it. Uh, it's literally the People's Choice. Um, and I think if the people had a choice, they would not be voting. For let this. me let me tell you what are the nominees are for uh, the E's People Choice Award of 2019. Oh, it's presented by E. It's presented by E. Ah, even worse. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have Game of Thrones, Grey's Anatomy, Riverdale, Stranger Things, The Big Bang Theory, The Walking Dead, and This Is Us. Oh my God! Don't just. Don't even promote this because you're not going to win this shit. No. But you know what, though? What they, they're going to say, though, that we're in the same category as Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. And that's, they what, that's what they're going to do. And you know they probably paid someone to be nominated for this. It, they, it didn't just come because it's top-tier, high-caliber fucking TV shows, and then you have Monday Night Raw. They paid someone to get on it. This shit is rigged. Well, I mean, they do have a working relationship with E. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is they paid to get nominated for this because... Anyone that sees all the one show definitely doesn't belong in there, and it's raw. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I actually I thought you were gonna go with uh, Riverdale for a second. Actually, I hear Riverdale is a really good show. It is. Um, I think that um, isn't it Luke Perry in that show as well? Um, I don't think as so. The father? I don't know. It's based off the Archie comics, right? Uh, which is cool, but it's like a new spin on it, like a modern take of a modern take on yeah on, on Archie. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's um, you know, at this point, let them win an award, whatever it is. I mean, hell, it could even be a Razzie award. Just let them win it so they could say they they they're an award winning show. <laughs> for for I mean, for Kevin Dunn's sake, I mean, for I, his sake, I really don't want them to win anything. I don't um, think they. You have to deserve it, you know. Um, especially the People's Choice Award. You're not even, you're not even winning something that like a, a critic is giving you or like a, a panel is giving you. It's, it's leaving up to how many people tweet out some shit. Um, and then there's no, I mean, the only way that they can win, and I could totally see this happening, is mm -hmm. that no one gives a shit about any of this. So they're just, they're the only ones promoting it. Right. And that's how they win. Yeah, I could see, I could definitely see that. Because do you really think um, anyone from Stranger Things is going to be, well, maybe the kids, but anyone from Game of Thrones is like, hey, make sure you go fucking vote for Game of Thrones, hashtag Game of Thrones for fucking uh, People's Choice Awards. Hashtag GOT or. Whatever the case may be. I, I feel like the uh, MTV Music Award is worth more than uh, People's Choice Award. And if you watch that, then you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's just, again, it's just WWE trying to win an award just to say they, they won an award. Um, but, yeah, um, that's really all the news I got right now. Let's just go. Let's get into uh, let's get into this past weekend because we got a lot of stuff to cover this weekend. Let's talk about All Out. Uh, Dick, what did you think of the show? I thought overall from, from, t from beginning to end, I, I did watch it um, from, from the pre-show. Actually, f for this is the first time I've seen from a match from beginning to end all the way through. I thought it was an overall great card. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we, we ordered it here at the Put Me Over Ranch. Um, and yeah, we, we, we were there from the very get. Uh, drinking White Claws, having a good time. We were sponsored by White Claws. Sponsor um, us, White Claw. Please sponsor us, White Claw. Um, if it help, if it makes, if it helps White Claw notice us, I passed out during the show. So, uh, but I woke up. I only missed one match. Yeah. Hey, that's that's still a pretty good percentage right there. I mean, yeah, I I, I went almost five hours on nothing but White Claw. This 
this was definitely a long show, um, to say the least. Uh, Ten matches. It definitely there are times where it definitely felt like it dragged, but for the most part, it was um it was definitely entertaining to watch. Um, I can't really think of a bad match that I I didn't I didn't like. I'm looking at it right now, and I liked all I liked all these matches. Uh, the SoCal Uncensored and the Jurassic Express. That was a great opener. That was a phenomenal that was a opener. Fucking, that was Luchasaurus's coming out party. The private party was that was there coming up. All these fucking new guys um, just went out there and put on a fantastic show. Byron, the Pinoy powerhouse himself, gave this a thumbs down. And if you agree with him, let us know um, because you're crazy. Um, if you disagree, let him know because I think he's nuts. Um, especially Pac and Kenny Omega was the second match on the show. That's how stacked this lineup was. Um, and you know what, what did you do on your predictions? Let's take a look at the predictions um, because I know I I got I got I got I got a couple. I I I definitely did not get a lot. I know um, I I definitely uh, d- didn't expect uh, Pac to win. Uh, I did. Let's see. I guess Pac. You did? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess Pac. Um, I guessed. Uh, well, no one won the battle royal. Um, I guess. I guess Brandy. Who did you pick? I, I picked Britt Breaker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it came but down to did, her. She and did Nyla go Rose. last. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, private party. We did pick private party. Yep. Uh, although they, it, although um, on Helico and Jack Evans did did beat him up after the match, and I thought that was pretty great right there. Great way to get heat on Absol- them. Absolutely. Um, Party I, pooper chant they got. Yeah, that was that was. I awesome thought that too. was great. Yeah, uh, a lot of crazy spots in in this match. Uh, Jack Evans, he he doesn't age. His knees are just as healthy as they were when I, he started wrestling. I don't know what his secret is, but he's, he's whatever he's doing, nuts. it's working. I like uh, he like uh, well, I, I don't know if he just, I don't think he still does it, but like when he first started, he really was like b boy like inspired. So oh like, yeah, he had break dancing incorporated in a lot. He still does a little bit of it. Um, you guessed SCU, right? I believe so. I went. You, you don't have it written. I we wrote it down, didn't we? I could have sworn I wrote it down. Let me see. Um, I went Pac, Jimmy Havoc. No one guessed Jimmy I didn't, Havoc. I didn't win pick this one. Joe. I didn't pick Jimmy Havoc on that one. I wanted Joey Janela to win this. But one. that was a fucking crazy match, though. I'll say. Oh it, my I'll say god! At least. Darby Allen was on a mission to kill himself. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was on a mission to kill himself. I, if anyone was. The least amount of crazy it was Joey Janela, and that says a lot. And that says a lot right there. Uh, the Cracker Barrel spot, he did like a coffin drop with the Cracker that Barrel behind cra- him. That was I thought he died. The stairs. Uh, that that could have ended so badly. Uh, the skateboard with the uh, thumbtacks on the bottom of it was another crazy spot. Um, I really liked that match. I thought it was a good a good match. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna say something is a, a weak match, it, it might be the Rio match. But then again, Rio's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I I thought that was Hikaru a Hikaru Shida. Shida? Uh, Hikaru Shida. You said it. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a great match too. Yeah, it was a, it was a good match. I mean, to me, if I had to pick probably the weakest match, it'd probably be the Dark Order versus uh, the Best Friends. I really like that match. I really like the Dark Order. I think it's a I think it's a creepy um, way to go about it. Um, I don't know. I just for whatever reason, I just cannot get into the Dark Order. I I like them. Um, I, I think more so the fact when they bring their gimps out, it just seems <laughs> like it just it just does not fit for whatever reason. I like it because they uh, they basically make a chair out of their own bodies. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And then after the match was over, after the Dark Order won, which I predicted correctly, Dark Order did win. Um, they, they did win the match, and um, as they were uh, beating up the best friends, we do see uh, Orange Cassidy come out. It was it was Orange Cassidy who made his uh. Who made his debut? He cleared the house um, and a tope suicide, tope suicida, through the ropes with his hands in his pocket. That's impressive. He didn't take his hands out of his pocket. No, once. he did not. Um, Orange Cassidy is is great. Um, and I think they're calling themselves the good friends now with with those three with Chucky <laughs> T, with Chucky T, Trimberetta, and Orange Cassidy. That's cool. I like it. I I, I dig it. Um, Ariho and Hikaru Ishida, uh, great match. The, I think you said it. You couldn't have said it any better. Riho so, is going to be taking on Nyla Rose, who won the Battle Royal um, at the first AEW taping for the championship, the women's championship. Yeah, I, I think after that, I think after uh, Nyla Rose had won, I think it made sense for Riho to win because you can go um, small small woman versus big woman. That's the story they're going to tell. The story they're going to tell. Um, 
and um, that fits. That's perfectly fitting. Um, so we'll see who's who's gonna um, be the first champion. Um, I think I like the idea that they did not go with Britt Baker as the obvious choice. I think they were really hinting at her because the fact that she's been at a lot of the press conferences, she seems like she's always there, and they probably felt that maybe now now is a good time because the fans may have some sort of resentment towards her. I said the exact same thing. So, yes. Uh-huh. So yeah. So that's that, I think that was a good call right there. Uh, but I think Rio and um, now the Rose will will absolutely deliver. Um, Cody and Sean Spears, what do you think of that match? This match I fell asleep for, so you're gonna have to fill me in on this one. Oh wow, you um, they 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 pulled out a lot of stops for that match. Um, I woke it, up at the end. You woke up at the end. Yeah, uh, it was a good back and forth match. Uh, totally, you know, the guy was in his sixties and he was still being very active in the ring. I thought him, Sean Spears, was a was a perfect fit. Um, the one thing I did not like, and they got a lot of flack for it, rightfully so, was when uh, Cody made his entrance and he brought Pharaoh out, and they started lighting fireworks. And you could oh, tell no. Pharaoh got scared. Hey, maybe this is the beginning of Pharaoh turning heel. I don't blame him. I Shit. want that so much. I if, if if I'm if I'm Pharaoh, I don't blame Pharaoh for turning on Cody because yeah, he deserves it. That sucks. That's I mean, it's already scary enough for dogs like on Fourth of July in the right. neighborhoods, let alone right next to them. And he was visibly, he was visibly scared. Like he wanted to, he did not want to go to the ring, but um, you know, he 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 um he was he was forced to go to the ring. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> um, but Brandy was not happy after the, after the event was over. She did they not plan that. Did they not think about that? They at did all? not think about that at all. Apparently, that's so stupid. Yeah, that was not a good idea. Whoever whoever decided to do that entrance with bring to bring Pharaoh out, that was not a smart move on on their part. And um, Brandy Brandy uh, rightfully lashed out at, at Cody. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Cody was probably Cody's idea because it's Cody's dog. Yeah, and Cody was probably sleeping on the couch that night. Yeah, <laughs> I probably dude. So definitely not sleeping with Pharaoh. Um. But Pharaoh's turning heel. You heard it here first. Yeah, I don't blame. Like I said, I don't blame Pharaoh for doing that. <laughs> Did MJF get involved in the match at all? Uh, he. You know what though? They were hinting at at, at him turning. Um, it was he was playing the over baby face when he was there with Cody. Almost kind of seemed like he's gonna turn. He's gonna turn. Well, he um, is a heel. He is a heel, but um, surprisingly, no, he was actually he he. You know, he was kind of like the counterbalance between him and Tully. Um, R. Anderson did make a quick cameo, and he did gave um, he gave uh, totally a spine buster. No, he didn't give totally a spine. He gave Sean Spears a spine oh, buster. He gave Spears a, a spine. Yeah, buster. he gave Sean Spears a spine buster, and uh, they both brought out to the back. Um, Cody hit the um, the disaster kick, and then the crossroads for the win. And after the match, uh, it looked like that MGF was going to finally turn on him, but as he turns around, he embraces Cody, and uh, they both hug it out to celebrate. So okay. It was a. It was let a gr- that build a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Let that let build it simmer. And I and I feel like that that's probably going to be the blowaway match between those two, between Cody and Sean. I don't see that going um, any further. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, and I thought that was a great match. They both delivered. Um, I think Sean Spears absolutely wanted to prove that he can. He's more than just uh, more than just the uh, the number ten. Yeah. And he 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 showed it in this match. He's more than Mr. Peyton Royce. Absolutely. Um, lucky that's guy. That's awesome. Very lucky guy. Uh, match of the night, easily. Uh, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in the ladder match for the AAA World Tag Hell, Championship. You could say match of the weekend. Uh, that, that, uh, there was so many fucking crazy spots, man. Um, I mean, instantly the uh, Mexican Destroyer off the top of the ladder through the tables was a great spot. That was insane. Um, the one where Matt uh, fell off the ladder. They pushed him off the ladder, and his foot caught the top rope, and he almost didn't make the table. That oh, was yeah. a scary spot. That was very scary. He only cleared one of the. He only cleared the front table, right? Yeah, he didn't. He was That's supposed right. to do two of them. He yeah. only made one of them. Uh, so that was a little scary. Uh, but that match was just so fucking nuts. I thought they were gonna hold back because of the whole uh, Phoenix. I thought Ray was gonna hold back too, but uh, so my hats off to you. Well, I don't take my hat off often, but when I do, my hats off yes. to you. Um, and it just goes to show you that you look at their tag team division right now, and you look at the teams that they have. You have uh, Lucha Brothers, who, by the way, have signed. I believe they signed with AEW. You have the Young Bucks. You have SoCal Uncensored, who can be a uh, tag team with any of the three guys as, as a combination. Uh, Jungle Boy, Lucha Source, Jungle Express, or Jurassic Express, rather. Uh, you have the Dark Order. You have the Best Friends. And um, after the match was over, um, the Lucha Brothers did retain by um, by getting the belts. 
they were um, they were attacked by two masked men who were in president who were wearing president masks. One was uh, Clinton, and the other one I believe was Reagan, right? Something like that. Okay, so they they so they were attacked by two men who were wearing um, who were wearing presidential masks, um, and the crowd just kept chanting LAX. And when they finally revealed themselves, it was LAX themselves. How did the crowd know? <laughs> it was well because Smart Mark City. I, th- that and also because um, it's been rumored that LAX was going to show up to either they were they were free agents, and that they were going to uh. um, and the rumor was they were going to sign to AEW or WWE. And um, they ended up going with uh, to, to, to WWE. I mean, I'm sorry, to AEW. And I said last week that was a better fit for them because I think they were they have a much better tag division. And now you add those guys, you add, you add um, LAX to that division, and they're already in a phenomenal division. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Their their tag division. Um, I feel like LAX is just like a a more clean looking Briscoe Brothers. Yeah, I, I get that vibe. I don't know why. No, I I I, I agree with you on that. Um, and um, I don't think they're gonna be called LAX to tell you, to, uh, to to be honest with you. And uh, the reason why I say that is because there's been so many incarnations of LAX throughout the years. Yeah, that it's really more of like a a, a stable for uh, impact. Like whoever is part of that group m- m- with Conan or whoever it is, um, they're gonna be called LAX. So they're gonna be called something else. Let's just change the name to Los Angeles International Airport. Yeah, right. I mean, fuck it. Why not? Go LAX. But um, I, I but like I said, Ortiz and Santana, um, they're a perfect fit. I think they're a perfect fit for for um for AEW. They made the tag division a, a thousand times better. So we'll see how that goes. And yeah, and we're we still don't. I, apparently, we've only seen forty percent of the roster. So who knows what else is going to be coming our way? Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm intrigued to see what else they're going to get too as well. So um, the the days are counting by before um before we get to October. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, main event time. You, we spoiled it in the, in the beginning right. of the show, but Chris Jericho is your inaugural AEW World Champion, uh, beating Adam Page. And I thought this match was great. They gave him a long time um, to tell a really good story, and Jericho delivered. Jericho does not not deliver ever. No, and and Hangman, um, for his um for his, for him being in the main event spotlight he he did a very phenomenal job. He I, came out in a horse. He came out in a horse. <laughs> as, he's a true That's cowboy. Real cowboy shit right there. Real true cowboy right there. Um but yeah, you could tell like with Hangman, you know, if they play their cards right, he is going to be their future. Just oh, absolutely. Now is not the time. And and the right the right move was made to have uh Jericho be the champion. You want to have someone like Jericho, Jericho's caliber to be your first world champion and have everyone chase for the belt. Yeah, um, you know whether they find it on the side of the road or exactly uh, yeah, a Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, there's definitely a, a long list of guys that want that belt. Ah, it seems like it's been around uh, in more places than the 24 <laughs> seven championship. Right? Uh, I'm way more excited about the the AEW title than the 24 seven roll up champion. Uh, but that that was our review for All Out. Yeah, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, Dick. I'm gonna go thumbs up on this show. I thought I think they delivered. Um, you know, just the, just the fact that the ladder match itself was just a phenomenal match. That to me is a thumbs up show. Thumbs up for me. Um, we didn't get a CM Punk. The internet was going crazy about CM Punk being on the show, and he's straight out said, "I'm not going to be there." Yeah. Um, he's like, "Don't get your, don't get your hopes up because I'm not going to be there." Um, and you, when people hear that, they're like, "Oh, he's going to be there." Um, so it was uh, interesting to see uh, CM Punk not appear and. Like I said last week, guys, he's not going to come. If it wasn't going to happen here, it wasn't going to happen at all. Um, now, my mind is telling me, hmm, maybe when they go to TV, he'll make an appearance. But I don't you know. Never, I, you, don't, I, mean, I don't think so either. Um, I, I, imagine the number that they would get and the fucking buzz that they would get if CM Punk debuted on the first show of on TNT. But the buzz would be huge. It would be. It would be. Huge. It would be like fuck you NXT kind of deal. It, it would be like uh, it would be on the level of when Nitro first debuted, and when Lex Luger showed up to um to Nitro unexpectedly, and at that time that was a big deal. No one expected Luger to show up, and 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 actually be there. And it just that just started the Monday Night War. I'm having someone like CM Punk show up on um on AEW TV for the first uh, on the first show. That's 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 definitely history making right there for sure. Yeah, so we'll find out, you know, when 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 the time comes, um it's going to mess up our format definitely. 
Uh, but let's get into Raw Be- and SmackDown. Before before we do that, though, I do want to mention real quick that um, AEW, they did announce their next pay-per-view, which is going to be on Veterans Day weekend. It's going to be on November 9th. And they already announced uh, their, their next championship match. It's going to be Chris Jericho against Cody. Hmm. That's a little too quick to put the rocket on yourself, uh, big man. Uh, why Cody? Uh, he did beat Sean Spears. So I guess I made him the number one contender. I can beat Sean Spears. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, don't I don't don't take that challenge literally, Sean. I did see something that uh, Tony Khan said that uh, based on his record, uh, that that's why he is the the champion or he is the number one contender. Uh, so we'll 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 see. Yeah, and um, another reason why I wanted to bring this up is that it seems like I I I want to get your opinion on this. It seems like AEW what they're trying to do is they're trying to go after uh, these like these long holiday weekend shows. I mean, this past year, if you look at if you look at Double or Nothing, Memorial Day weekend, and then we had All Out uh, this year, and then uh, last year we had All In during Labor Day weekend, and now we're having um, the um, the next pay-per-view um, in Baltimore that's going to be on Veterans Day weekend, um, which is full gear. Do you see a pattern as far as having pay-per-views on the, those long holiday weekends? And um, what do you think of it? I mean, yeah. It, it's not a coincidence. Um, it's it's smart to get you know when people are going to be on vacation, um, and you get more people to come out to your shows with a three day weekend. I think um, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not a TV guy. I'm not a guy that knows all that stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know the effect it would have to do it on a different weekend, or if they're just really they just like holidays. I don't know. I mean, I can understand them. Like, you know, because November is Survivor Series and they, they want to do it the same weekend as Survivor Series or um, Thanksgiving for that matter. So maybe it was more coincidental that they decided to do it for that weekend. And it just so happened to land on um, Veterans Day weekend. Yeah. I, I don't know if they can keep doing it and it'd be an accident. But I mean, it's Labor Day was all out. Uh, you know, Double or Nothing was a, was a three day holiday, wasn't it? Yes. And you know what, though? What I the? like the idea of of having these um the, the these shows on a long weekend, um especially if, if they if they have double or nothing, make it an annual show in Vegas and have it on Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all oh, for yeah. that. Give it to me. And um, I'm also all for for having it on Labor Day weekend and ha- making it in Chicago if they want to do that a yearly a traditional thing. I'm all for that. I think that's a I think that's a great idea. Have the show on. I mean, in Vegas, there's so many million things to do. Have the show on Saturday. And then Sunday, just go out and party. Monday, do the same thing, and you'll be back on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, more of that, please, AEW. Uh, that'd be great. Absolutely. All right. Um, I think we can get into Raw now, Let's right? get into Raw, yes. Um, there was one big thing that happened on Raw. Um, but before we talk about that, I just want to talk about the, uh, the King of the Ring tournament, which has been awesome. Every single match, I feel like, on Raw and SmackDown this week delivered. Uh Ricochet and Samoa Joe, great match. Ended in a weird finish, uh, where I don't. It was weird seeing the referee go to the headset for verification when they've never done that before in other matches. Right, and like that. So I don't. I don't like that. Um, it, it, that seemed like oh well. Then why can't you do that for all these other times when you know you don't have a clear cut winner? Uh, basically a VAR decision um, or a uh, video review. So that that was weird, but I mean, it's scary to me because I thought Baron Corbin was just gonna get a bye because he was right. He they did eliminate each other, right? Um, so it's glad it didn't work out that way. Uh, but he, I also think that this is a way for Corbin to beat Samoa Joe and Ricochet and not hurt either of those guys. That uh, that that is a possibility, and um, I'd rather have him not do the bye and have him automatically walk in to the finals although that would be although that although that would that would fit Corbin's character perfectly because it's a shitty heel it's move. a shitty heel move and like he'll do any way he can to win and you know he'll gloat over that and uh. that was part of his plan as well because he wanted to get both those guys eliminated so he can walk into the finals um, unfortunately that's not the case uh, so next Monday on Raw it's going to be a triple threat match Samoa Joe Ricochet Baron Corbin I think that's the first time ever for a king in the ring where it looks like in one of the um, tournament matches, it's a triple threat match. Oh, you know how WWE likes their first time ever's. Um, so I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Um, Bobby actually picked Baron Corbin to win at the begin- bare beginning of this. He did. That's right. Um, so he might end up winning this. He might end up winning this, uh, which is very ironic. 
Um, let's don't see. you think? <laughs> um, but the biggest, the biggest news story. I mean, we're not even going to cover Raw because this, these were literally the two things that happened. Right. Bailey is now a bad guy. She is the bad guy. Uh, she's teaming up with Sasha Banks. It looks like now, and they're just there to fuck shit up. Um, there was a match between Sasha Banks, or there was a match between Becky Lynch and Bailey, the Raw Women, the Raw SmackDown Women's Champions versus uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, the Tag Team Champions, Mm -hmm. and the match is going on nice and fine. Um, Bailey, a SmackDown person, main eventing on Raw. Would you look at that? Of course. Um, Sasha Banks music hits. She's watching the match for a little bit, and she. Just says fuck it and starts beating the shit out of uh, Becky Lynch with a chair. Uh, after that, Bailey takes the chair away from Sasha and kind of like looking at each other, and she gives a little grin. She gives a grin and just starts wailing on Becky. Yeah. Um, so we got we got some actual character development for Bailey for the first time ever. I feel like, you know, they were teasing her turning heel for about a year or so, and now they finally pulled the trigger. I, I like where this is going. Bailey definitely needed a def. Uh, she needed a character change bad, and they kind of foreshadowed it if you notice, because like um, if you looked at her makeup, you notice her makeup was completely different than how it was normally. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so she was definitely wearing a little. She was definitely wearing a, a darker shade of makeup. Ooh, I like that. Which I which I'm totally fine with, and um, yeah, so they were they're they're kind of hint. They were they were definitely foreshadowing that, and um, she needed a character change absolutely. Um, just her as this. Like just her as uh, the current Bailey just did not work, and um, her and Sasha, I could see them definitely fucking shit up both on Raw and SmackDown. Um, but yeah, that was definitely um, a great way to transition. My only thing about it though is um, on the next night on SmackDown when Bailey came out, she was still having her uh, usual music with the with the inflatable doll, with the inflatable blow up doll, uh, acting you know just as Bailey's before. But as soon as she gets in the ring, she turns on she she turns it up and becomes a Becomes a heel, kind of. Yeah, I feel like they're not ready to go all in on it. Um, yeah, they, if anything, they should have just like what I would have loved to seen was put her in all black, that, and just like kind of like you know having her go out there and as soon as like she does the hands and just kind of like have like everyone thinking like oh the inflatable dolls gonna come up be like nope you guys don't deserve that Ooh, and just walk out yeah. like with a straight face just walk into the ring just not even looking at anyone. And just have her just be a bitch and just say she, just say fuck off to everyone. She should come out with some garden shears and cut them in half. Cut the inflatable guys in half. Yes, because that made no sense of having the inflatable doll, uh, the blow up tubes to come oh, up after still, that. They still wanted to sell merch. That's the problem. I guess so. Where Jericho would be like, "No, I don't want anything. I'm a heel. I shouldn't be selling. You shouldn't be selling merch, right?" Um, let's go back to Baron Corbin. Byron said, and I quote. Holy shit, Baron Corbin's a good wrestler. Do you think that's a true statement, or do you think Cedric Alexander pulled out a great match out of him? Because from what I saw, I saw a lot of headlocks from Baron Corbin. Yeah. I saw a lot of brawling from Baron Corbin. Cedric was the one that was flying all over the place, doing crazy shit. It, it helps having someone who can uh, work like Cedric Alexander, and he made Baron Corbin look like a million bucks. Yeah, so big... Big thank you to Cedric Alexander for making Baron look great. Ricochet and Joe are going to make him look like a million bucks, too, uh, for his eventual coronation. Um, I, th- I think he's going to win, dude. I think he's going to win. I, you know, the, with the way they've been they've been portraying Corbin, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Andrade's, I mean, every, every one of our favorites that we picked, I mean, I don't mind, I picked Drew, and he was long gone. He was long gone, so that's a shame. Um, another thing that happened on Raw was the Firefly Funhouse. Um, it was very tongue in cheek. I really liked this episode uh, with the Vince McMahon doll, and he's getting ready to fire Bray Wyatt. And then he said, "But look, look at all this I've been making." And then he pulls out all these hundred dollar bills. Um, but then he says, "I'll see you in hell." Uh, which, if our, if our, like, if our dirt, if our dick dirty news is teaching us anything, it's that they leaked out. Um, it's gonna be. Um, Bray Wyatt going for the Universal Title right. on a cell. Um, so I, they're going that way, right? Yeah, they, they, they're definitely playing off the news from from last week. So, um, unless they just change things just for the sake of changing it and not be predictable, that seems like the likely scenario come uh, next month for for Hell in a Cell. 
All right, let's get into SmackDown. Um, what happened? On so Smackdown? real quick, um, I did I, I did mention earlier I did mention that um, when Bailey uh, did because she did open the show um, coming to the ring, I kind of wish she uh, didn't really be the Bailey of old and just have her turn heel, but she did come out with uh, Sasha explaining the actions with um, with, with, with what happened. And um, she was getting booed hard. She she was getting booed hard. Yeah. Um, do you think do you think the crowd just is booing her because she's a bad guy or they just like don't like her because she was getting shook? I feel like she, she, she was getting shook on the mic like she was getting booed before. And I think a lot of it was just I think more so they were just getting tired of her of the character or just getting tired of Bailey being the way she is. Um I think if they're gonna boo her, let it let, let, let it be worth a reason. That boo her because you know she she um, she stabbed everyone in the back. She's um, she's teaming with Sasha. Uh, she beat down Becky. You know that, and I think that's a good way to get heat, which I'm, which I'm totally fine with. And she's shooken by that. She she needs to kind of embrace it. I think she's not used to being a heel. That's the thing. Yeah, she'll get she'll 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 get used to it. Um, but it, maybe take a, a note from uh. Bray Wyatt, just let him in. Just yeah. let him in. Let in that hate. Yeah. So um, on Raw, they did beat up uh, Becky Lynch. Charlotte did come out, and uh, that was pretty cool seeing the horsemen fighting each yeah. other. Yeah, and I and I think they might. Uh, they, I think we might have seen something happening uh, down the road, like a horsewoman civil war. That would be that would be dope. That would be very cool. I, w- so I would be cool with that. By proxy, Charlotte's the face in this, then, right? Yeah. Or are they having three heels fight each other? I mean, I mean, you 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 got. You got Sasha and Becky, which seems like that they're going to be they're reunited um, this time it, 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 with Bailey as, as a SmackDown champion, and then you have Becky on Raw as a babyface, and you have Charlotte who was a heel. Um, I don't know if she's going to be tweening or if she's going to turn a babyface. I mean, maybe de facto babyface after this. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like they're definitely looking toward a, a horsewoman civil war. I'm all for it. Uh, something else that happened on Raw, like I said, the King of the Ring matches have been great. My bracket is busted. Chad Gable doing the upset against Andrade. Um, before God we damn. before we get into that match though, um, earlier there there was Elias versus um Ali versus Mustafa Ali. Um, that was a that was a, that was a good match. Um. Uh, Mustafa Ali, you know, definitely helped out, helped out uh, Elias in so many ways. Another guy that does a bunch of headlocks. Yes, um, but yes, uh, Elias did win. That's, did you see the spot? That super kick spot. Elias jumped from the top rope to the outside where Ali was standing. Yes, he was going for the axe handle, and Ali gave him a fucking super kick that would have knocked anybody's head off. That was a phenomenal. Um, that w- that was awesome. Uh, but go on. So yeah, so um, that was a great spot by uh, by Ali. Great uh, super kick counter from um, from 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 the from the outside of the ring. Um, Elias did win, and when I once I realized Elias won, they kind of hinted at who was going to win the uh, other King of the Ring match well, between um, between Chad Gable and um, Andrade. So they did they they kind of did spoil it for me with, with that result. Yeah, um, the thing I don't like about Ali losing here uh, because he beat. Buddy Murphy the week before. Right. Buddy Murphy previous week beat Daniel Bryan and had a great match with Roman Reigns. So you th- you get the feeling that they're going to be, you know, elevating these 205 guys. They're going to be getting behind the smaller guys. But then they just take it all away and you think Ali's going to go deep in the in the fucking king of the ring and he gets beat by Elias, who is no fucking Mustafa Ali. No, no he's not. Um I just I I feel like what's the point? Why did you have I, I don't I don't know. Why did you have Ali and fucking why did you have Ali beat Buddy Murphy? I mean, I feel like Buddy Murphy was on a roll and then you stopped it and you put Ali in his place. And then okay, we're gonna get the ball rolling on Ali. And then no, we're not gonna do that after all. We're gonna have Elias win, um, who has no business being this far into the King of the Ring tournament. You know, I, I didn't think um I didn't think I mean I thought Buddy Murphy was gonna go far, to be honest with you, because I yeah. thought him him him. A lot being, of people thought he was gonna win it all. I I didn't think he was gonna win it, win it, win it all, win it though. But I did see him maybe at least reaching uh, the finals and um, putting on putting on a match against um, whoever was gonna. W- I, I had Drew and um, Buddy Murphy as the final two. I would think they were gonna have to go with that route, but of course they didn't. They're going with a different route. I mean, Buddy Murphy wasn't even on SmackDown. He wasn't. It's such a bummer, man. Mm-mm. 
But um, but going back to uh, the um, Andrade uh, Chad Gable match, that was a phenomenal match. Oh, I mean, Andrade just puts on good matches. Yeah, and uh, let's face facts, folks. Um, Andrade's the shit. Right, and so is Chad Gable. Chad Gable is a phenomenal wrestler, and um, it's just a shame that they just don't know. They, I don't think they realize what they have in him. They don't know what they have with, with this Chad guy. Gable. Yeah, I mean, he looks like the guy from Stranger Things, so you can already bank on that. Um, he does. <laughs> feel old yet? This is the this is Dustin from Stranger. It Things. is Dustin. You're right. Uh, especially because the way his mouth is, it looks like he's missing all his top teeth. He looks like Kurt Angle's nephew. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, yeah, you got two guys like this that can go and you let them go and you give them a good amount of time and look at what they can do. Speaking, speaking of Kurt, how that works, speaking of Kurt Angle, going back to that, they could have done so much with him and Kurt Angle instead of, um, instead of, uh, Jason Jordan. I mean, that's where everyone thought it was going to go and it would have made so much sense, but they had a sense. They had a swerve. They had, they had a Vince Russo moment with like, Oh, make him make him. Make his kid black. And then here we are with uh, a storyline that literally went nowhere because Jason Jordan ended up getting hurt, unfortunately, uh, like which two is weeks no after fault of it. Which is no fault of his no, own. No, no, but still, like, it's a freak thing that happened. But, I mean, if they would have just went with the obvious choice, I feel like they could have really helped out Chad Gable in the process. And Jason Jordan was going to get the rocket no matter what. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and and you would have had, est- had an established star in uh, Chad Gable. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what they do with him. They gave him a haircut. They didn't change his name to Shorty G yet. I feel like they can just build off this momentum. He doesn't need to go after the world title, but I I feel like him going after the the IC title at some point uh, would be a great great place for him to be. Yeah, absolutely. He's a great underdog story because he's he's a smaller guy. I mean, they they make sure to tell us that all the time. Um, someone called him Bilbo Baggins, which I was like, okay, that's stupid. That's a little outdated as well. <laughs> yeah, who's watching Lord of the Rings in 2019? Oh man, but I mean. You look at his in-ring work, and he is a like he is a phenomenal wrestler. Um, do not let his size fool you. He's 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 out there. He's out there putting on a show every single time. He busts his ass off every single night. Yeah, um, someone else that busts their ass every single night. Alistair Black. Um, I was excited. He uh, he cut a backstage promo. He's like, I'm just gonna come out there and I'm gonna pick a fight. And Shelton Benjamin comes out. They have a really short match. Um, that really didn't do anything for me. I mean, he got to show off Alistair Black's like, uh, you know, the the backflip into His the arsenal. sit down, um, kicked the fuck out of Shelton Benjamin's head. Uh, but I mean, it was I I want him to do something already. You know, same with the Viking Raiders. They still put him against jobbers, which I you know is is old and boring already. It, it, the the point of having them compete against uh, these enhancement talents is to you want to build these guys up to eventually. To where they're going to go into a feud with someone, um, that's traditionally been the case as far as building up talent, introducing them to uh, WWE audiences. They've been doing it so long for the for the uh, for the Viking Raiders. I'm, you know, I'm calling. I'm still going to call them War Machine because I I don't I don't like that name. So the Minnesota Viking Oakland Raiders. Yes. So they've uh, and they've been established in NXT. They came in the money roster. They haven't been used at all. And th- that's a team that you could absolutely use. They need tag teams, both Raw and SmackDown. They should be using. They should be advertising more often. They should be in the mix of things as far as the tag team division goes. Yeah, they should. They should already be graduated from jobbers uh, at this point, especially um, funny looking ones. That they they absolutely. could not stop making fun of the whole time. Instead of really showing off, um, av- av- building up um, the War Machine, whatever, um, they spent most of the match just bagging on the. The weird-looking um, extra talent that they got, uh, which is weird, um, not a way that I think that you should book. No, and then and then also with Alistair Black as well. Like you have a guy who who can be a main event talent if you know Easily. what you're doing. If you know what you're doing with him. Easily, His, the gimmick just screams like up a, a main event talent right there. And yet at the same time, you have him do these vignettes every week, saying he's looking for a fight, looking for a fight, and. It just seems like it's appearing in nowhere. Like, where is this leading up to? Like, he's, he's been doing it for the past couple months. The difference between him and um, the the Bray Wyatt promos is that the Bray Wyatt promos are, are definitely entertaining, whereas with this one, it just seems like it's just the same thing over and over again. Just treading he's water. Just, he's just treading water, and you're not seeing what Alistair Black can really do as far as him on the mic and him in the ring. You're not getting you're not getting a true glimpse of it. And especially if you're trying to get talent ready for uh, come October when they do the brand split, you want to have as much established talent as possible. 
Aleister Black is definitely can be an established guy uh, if they just fucking let him, you know, have a good good something to bite into. Uh, let's get into the main event and we'll get out of here. Um, what did you think about this, Dick? Um, it's come out that Rowan uh, basically is taking credit for all the attacks on Roman Reigns. Um, he basically turned on Daniel Bryan, told him, remember when you slapped me? Well, no yeah. one tells me what to do. I'm my own man. He goes and destroys Roman Reigns. He gives Daniel Bryan the, the cloth lamp through the announce table. Uh, what did you think about all this? Do you think we're going to get swerved? Do you think that now we're going to get Dan O'Brien and Rowan separate. What do you think? Honestly, I think it's I, I think it's going to lead up to Roman Reigns versus Dan O'Brien. That's where it's all going to be. I don't know what the hell they're doing as far as what what they're telling the storyline goes. If they're trying to establish Rowan as as as, as kind of like the, the solo man that did it by himself and he wasn't led on. I did it for O'Brien. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't I don't think that's the case. I think it was actually an elaborate plan by Daniel Bryan, and I think they're just they're just holding it off as long as they can and, until um, they feel it's appropriate. Whenever they want to uh, release everyone saying that it was Daniel Bryan, I, at this point I'm over the storyline. I'm I'm just over it. I'm I think it's just been too many th- too too many. This has um, been going on for how long? It's too convoluted as far yeah, as yeah, absolutely. As far as who's done it and. You know what? Like last week, what happened to the what happened to the um impo- the impersonator? Right. What happened? They to they awkwardly signed off the air with that image in our heads, and yeah. then we come back and they don't even mention it. They mention it once in like a little promo package, but as far as like anything else, did he, he never came back? I, I'm pretty sure Rowan killed him and ate him. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, especially if he's says he's acting his own ambitions, then. I'm sure he probably murdered the guy, and hoping like maybe he won't rat out, rat me out to uh, the authorities. <laughs> Do you think he like put him in a pot and like made a stew? And he's like, oh, I taste so good. So Rowan's a cannibal, then. I, I, I mean, look I mean, he looks like a cannibal. He's a fine young cannibal. cannibal. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a, he's definitely a, yeah. We don't, we don't like shitty cannibals. We don't like scumbag cannibals. Fine, fine young, young cannibals. Cannibal. Yes. Oh God, I hope uh, someone no, I hope nobody takes that uh, context that. Audio out of context. Well, I mean, I'm I'm making a reference to the to the band Fine Young Cannibal. Yes, of course, same uh, here. But yeah, maybe there's shitty old cannibals out there. Fuck those shitty old cannibals. But um, going back to what you're saying, I yeah, this I'm over this whole storyline. Let's just get it over with. Let's just get to uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. This is what's gonna happen. Rowan is gonna fight Roman Reigns at fucking class of champions. Yes. This is the wall that everyone that John Cena faced went into. They build up this big, scary-looking fucking heel, and you do the job, and then you go into obscurity. That's I, I'm, I'm afraid that's what's gonna happen to Rowan here. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, but so, so you think that Rowan did it by himself? Yeah, he didn't act. He, he acted on his own. I mean, why would he attack Dan O'Brien? Why I mean, not? I I th- I think yeah I think ultimately Dan O'Brien's gonna be the culprit. This is like the, uh, this is this is the equivalent of the first boss versus to to get to get to Dan O'Brien who's the final boss. I, mean, I look at the old Horseman promos from back in the day where like they were teasing like dissension within the ranks, and they would bait you into saying into thinking like well they got attacked by one of the members got attacked by the other member like it usually was the case Ari Anderson who got attacked by let's say um, Ric Flair or Tully Blanchard. They would set him up so that way they can blur uh, a baby face in there. More often than not, Sting, who gets lured <laughs> in there, and they Idiot. all turn on him. Idiot Sting. Yes. So I, I could I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of uh, the movie Scream. I don't know if you remember the movie Scream. Yeah, the first Scream, right? Uh, yes, when yes. Uh, they, like, stab each other, like, on purpose. Oh, yeah, I remember just that. Just to make it look like... You know they're not in cahoots with each other. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's I don't know why my my mind went there. I I, I remember stupid shit. I can't remember a, a pay per view I, I spent five hours watching, but I can remember a scene in Scream. Oh yeah, I, I mean at that. Oh, I mean it was a it was a memorable movie to say the least. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Ah, uh, thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your friends, neighbors. We will be back next week with a whole new show. Um, hopefully, we'll get a, a, a special guest or something. At least Byron. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but thank you guys for di- listening. And uh, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting. And we will see you next week.